politics. I could not have advanced without the support of so many in this amazing community. I'm truly humbled. If your choice in candidates didn't move on or you are undecided or unsure of where I stand on the issues, I'd love to talk to you. Listen for upcoming details on my meet and greet. I respectfully ask my supporters to show up again on Election Day. Thank you. Paid for by the committee to elect Ben Schoen. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. This is live at five. Live at five. Live at four. 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 Live that's why I'm a little late. That's why Oz was nice enough to stack a couple of more advertisements before I could get here and get my act together. So I'm here. Uh, it is a Friday show, and uh, we will be talking to Joe Stanley at the bottom of the hour. And I'm ready for him, too, because I mentioned this on Wednesday when we normally talk to, uh, to Joe about uh, my um, a ticket that I got in Long Island a couple of weeks ago. And it was sent to me by way of uh, mail, needless to say. And it was a picture of me going through an intersection. In uh, somewhere in Huntington, Long Island. And it's a $50 fine. So Big Brother's here. There's no doubt about it. You think just because, you know, uh, a police officer doesn't see your your atrocities and, uh, you know, your wrongdoings, which I was. I got to admit, I was wrong a little bit, a little bit. Yes, it was a, it was a stale light, huge intersection. I was uh, piggybacking on someone that pissed me off, too, by the way. And I paid the price. I haven't paid my bill yet. Go to the phone. Someone's already there. Let's take a guess. Yes, of course. It's now, Jason. Before you go on, before you start talking, this is Jason. Is that correct? Yes. It is. So before you start talking, now, with Jason, of course, he called up on Wednesday, all upset, not not for nothing, Jason. And you said you made it pretty much. You you vowed never to call in on the show. That in fact you were never going to vote for anyone come a general election in November, and that you wanted out of politics like Richard Milhouse Nixon. No one was going to kick Jason Trainer around any anymore. And yet I noticed on several occasions on Facebook that you've changed your tune. Is that correct? Well, I had a change of heart. Change of heart. Last Sorry. night I had a stranger come to work. And deal with the same situation I'm going through right now. And <laughs> Who's that, Pat Hickey? Individual. No, it's good. Yeah, go ahead. No, this is stranger. Yeah. And they said they went through the process, and the only way, the only second option they had is the write-in. So they want it. So that inspired me to go on because the city needs leaders. 
Hmm. We need superheroes. So I want to not back down, but uh, to fight until November. Now, a lot of people say, Jason, why are you doing it? Because I never back um, from a fight. So hmm. I'm officially announcing, yes, I'll do a write-in, but I will stay away from city council meetings and keep my ideas to myself until November. So you are officially, uh, uh, I guess, professing your continued candidacy as a write-in for city council for the general election. Correct. Wow. Okay. Change of heart. I like that. So, uh, by the way, can we can we uh, uh, you know be as as so nosy nosy to ask who that stranger was? Um, it was a woman. I don't know, and she said, "Why are you down that day at work?" Hmm. And also, I would ask Glenn. Uh, if I'm going to do a write-in, I'm asking for another interview around October, November on your show. Uh, yes, I could probably grant that. Uh, you know, we could talk about a lot of things and so forth and so on. But we're so far off from that. Uh, so, all right, so great. The the, the uh, candidacy, or for that matter, the campaign, the backbone of Watertown continues despite, uh, you know, all right, never mind. I won't get into it. Uh, you're going to continue this, Jason. We really, we are proud of you, and I'm glad that woman approached you. Well, she she did, and she has a good heart. And I'm sure and she does. For for me, I need encouragement. This one man show or two man uh, campaign, right. It's fine, but I firmly believe that this city needs personal backbone, right. And not to back down when there's a death disaster. Right. Or and, a tragedy happened. Right. And, 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 and before, okay, and before I go, when, if you're going to continue this, you can't give any type of allegiance or, for that matter, concern for homeless people. People can't pay their bills. That's a nice thing. It's a very, it's a very noble deed. You know, like the guy from the, that uh, uh, Marine thing. Uh, but uh, you got to walk away from that, Jason. I got to go. There's other callers, but I, that's my suggestion to you. Okay. Well, I, I will. I'm not. The last thing I'll say. I'm not going to invest in schemes, scams like uh, green technology. Right, which never came up in it. It's the, not recyclable like electric cars. Gotcha. So if a scam and it goes bankrupt, I'm not going to put my investment in it. Gotcha. All right. Thank you, Jason. And I appreciate it. And have a great Fourth of July weekend, okay, my friend? You too, my friend. All right. I'll talk to you. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, Jason. Thanks for running. Uh, you lost an election. It's not the end of the world. I think you agree with me, Glenn. Yeah, well, he changed his heart, so to speak. Yeah, life goes on. What I called about, you see Alan Arkin died, Glenn? <laughs> yes, good actor. Very good Very actor. Good at That's yeah. what I wanted to uh, mention his name. Yeah, do you notice when, when they do talk about anyone's career, they typically resort to like a popular movie that they might have been in the last 10, 20 years? What's uh -huh. the, what's the, I'm, I'm going to take a guess, okay? I'm going to take a guess of two movies that you would say were his best performances. Can I say that before you answer that question? Go ahead. All right. Catch-22. Catch-22. Okay, and the other one is Wait Until Dark. He played the guy by the name That's of Rook. That's what Rook. I was going to mention, Wait yeah. Until Dark. Wait Until uh, Dark. Chilling movie. So today when I heard tributes to him, and I heard several, not one mention of either movie, and he is best known for those movies, not some stupid movie he made with, you know, whatever, uh, any you know, millennial type well, of actor. That was uh, 1967, which was a hell of a year for movies. Oh, big time. Late sure, 60s. You know were, yeah, late uh, 60s I mean, were great. graduate won a few awards. Sure. Uh, Catherine Hepburn. Uh, 
But that was a chilling movie with Alan Arkin. I believe Audrey Hepburn played the blind girl. She did. Yep. Eflin Zimbalist Jr. Pretty much done on one set in her living room there. Jack. Well, it was a play. It was a play to begin with. And yes, Jack, it was. I was. Like I was in the play. Uh, it was a community play in Woodhaven, Queens. Summer yes. stock. Uh, and I played with Terrence Young. Uh, no, no, I don't know Terrence Young. He directed that movie. He's the guy that did a. Uh, I'd say at least two James Bond movies with Sean Connery in the early 60s. Wow, wow, I didn't know. With Love was Terrence Young. Uh, huh. Uh, I think he did Thunderball right around the same same time. He must have been replaced by John Glenn, because John Glenn did a lot of uh, uh, Bond movies in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Arkham was in, uh, I'm trying to think of movies that people would remember. Uh, he, he, well, they sh- hopefully they remember Wait Until Dark. Uh, um, I yeah. think uh, Take Tor- uh, uh Phoebe and uh, Phoebe and the Bean. Oh, Phoebe and the Bean. Yeah, movies? right, right. Or mid seventies. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Seventy four. Uh, James Caan was in it. Not a great movie, but it was entertaining. Yeah, he was also in the In Laws with uh, Peter Falk. Yes, he was. He was in a hell of a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah. So he was in that. He was in that. You know, like kind of like Peter Falk. Um, Who's the guy that played Wesley? Uh, ben Gazzara, John, John Cassavetes. He was in that type of group, you know, the kind of mix mix of Italians and Jews. Well, a lot of these guys were stage actors. Uh, Gazzara was a hell of a stage actor. Right. Uh, people like Paul Newman. Uh, Brando was a better stage actor than movie actor, in my opinion. Wow, that's a big claim. I'm not a big fan of Mr. Brando. I don't... Really? You know, his work wasn't really outstanding, in my opinion, as far as uh, wow. acting. You really? No, I totally disagree. And I, you you really? know, well, I mean, obviously, I'm a Godfather fan, and I thought he just, uh-huh. he, at 53 years old, he played that role unbelievably well. Uh-huh. Uh, plus, he was also in uh, uh, other movies that uh, I just, you know, I you got ever everyone. You the Wild Ones, Glenn? Yeah, I, I did. I didn't like it. but uh, going, a great movie. Lee Marvin, I believe, was in it. Going back to uh, uh, On the well, Waterfront. His stage career was... Uh, well, I think Streetcar Named Desire on stage was his biggest role. Well, and then he did the as movie, too. acting on stage. He was a hell of a stage actor, but I, I looked at his movies. I wasn't really... Uh, he did a lot of bad movies. He did a lot of bad movies. He did a lot of bad honest. movies, no doubt. No, he, you know he, what I mean? Yeah, no, he did. I, I don't think he was. He in Godfather 2? I don't think he no, was. No, no. He, 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 uh, and I think that was better than the original. Yeah, it was. I st- I'll say that to the day. I think is a better actor than Mr. Brando, but... Ooh, wow, another big claim. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do, I do. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't like uh, Brando's track record on movies, but... No, and and the fact that he didn't accept his uh, his best act, best actor award. Oh yeah, in nineteen seventy three. Yeah, it? sent uh, the and she well, just I know died you got about a year ago. So I won't hold you close. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for bringing up Thank Alan you. Arkin. I do. Thank uh, you. By the way, Alan Arkin's son, Adam Arkin, was an actor, and he was pretty good too. Higher in the air. Yeah. Hey, Glenn. Come on, man. What's going on with Jason? Now he's doing a writing campaign. You should have told him it's not going to work. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. Seriously, Glenn. I mean, come on, man. I mean, normal. I thought you would have handled that one. Well, you're you're like, yeah, okay. What are you going to try to sell him some spots? What? No, no. Here's the thing. Do I want to listen? Just talking about it. He's listening right now. I I don't want to discourage the man. I don't want to do that. He was discouraged on Wednesday. We were worried about him. People were on the outlook, checking out the Court Street Bridge. No, just kidding. And uh, I, you know, someone came to him and inspired him once again. It's a tall order. It's not going to happen. 
And he and Brian Watson, yeah, and for that matter, Aaron Clements. time, and he's wasting everybody else's time running a right. He's not wasting anyone else's time. He's not wasting your time or anyone else's time. Come on. You know that. All right, so what are you doing uh, for 4th of July? Uh, um, well, I'll probably be headed out to the lake. Oh, really? Wow. What's going on there? Um, well, I can't get into too much detail, but um, there's a spot that I've been looking to go look. Look, it's only accessible by boat, and it's, if I find it, it's, it's a lot of historical significance for the North Country. Hmm. But I got a lead on something that it's out in Sackett. So Really? Okay. Well, I mean, you're not going to tell us about it, but I'm interested nonetheless. No, unless I find it. I mean, I don't want to say something and have a bunch of other people go looking for it. What, what are you going to look for a body from, you know, like a Stephen King? No, movie? no, no. It's, uh, it's, it's more like, uh, it's a fossils. Put it that way. Oh, gotcha. Well, oh, Jim Something Levin. that's in stone, Levin. and that would be very unique to the area that actually find something like this. Because I got some good information that that there's uh, something that's encased in stone and sackets. I'm going to go check it out. Right. And if it's real, mm-hmm. um, it should be breaking news. Well, okay, fine, fair enough. All right, well, listen, until then, uh, don't worry about Jason. Good luck on the fossil find, and uh, have a happy 4th of July weekend because it's an extended weekend. All right, no problem. All right, I'll talk to you. It's almost like a, a reverse version of Thanksgiving weekend in that we start off with Saturday and Sunday and continue through because a lot of people are off on Monday. 4th of July is on Tuesday. So I hope you have a safe 4th of July plan ahead of you. The weather doesn't look any better than it does today. We're going to get scattered showers. Uh, last night we went to the uh, uh, fireworks and uh, Sharon and I, since you know we live right there, we walk up to the top of the hill, and we take the steps, by the way, and uh, it was weird because I would say that it wasn't the biggest crowd there. I, I don't know why. I guess people were worried about the weather, uh, or for that matter, the smoke, and the pictures that I took, and I posted them on Facebook, unbelievable, and that, you know, this haze that's been floating over us now on and off for the last four weeks or so. But what was fascinating about it was, first of all, it's a free event. We know that. Most fireworks events are. I mean, you can't restrict someone from walking into an area like, you know, that, you know, uh, you got to see it whether you pay for it or not. So the fact that it's it's free, some guy called in on the hotline show saying, look at all the money we're wasting on that. So, see, this is a quality of life thing. It's been going on forever. Yes, there's police, this, that, and the other thing, but they manage everything very, very well. It's it's one of the great, great perks of living in this town. So... The, Olymp- uh, the Olympics, the fireworks go on for a while. And then there was a lull. There was, there was a part where it appeared to be the finale. My wife would always, my wife is the typical one. Is, oh, this must be the finale. Oh, it must be the finale. No, this isn't the finale. It's too early for the finale. And then finally there was this like. And then there was a lull and everyone just started clapping. And like 30% of the fan, and I'm not kidding when I say that. 30% of the people started to get up and leave. Because leaving there, it's worse than leaving Giant Stadium. You're there forever. And then about uh, 30 seconds later, it started again. It wasn't the finale. And then, then they had another barrage. And I said, this is the finale. No, it wasn't the finale. And then finally the finale. And then everyone left. So I, I commend them for doing that every year. And uh, it's, it's really a great slice of life uh, for, for Watertown residents. You're on the air. Hey, Glenn, how you doing? What's that? It's the Duff Man. Yeah, we, you know, I, I just want to thank our neighbors in the north for their uh, conscientious effort in, uh, you know, forest management up there because uh, you know, they re- they've really done us a big favor this summer. 
oh. you know, trying to get a summer where you got decent weather and, uh, you know, you can kind of get some of that money back that all these people lost during COVID and stuff. And <laughs> because uh, you got a bunch of uh, tree huggers up there and spotted owl crowd, uh, right. you know, they, they let the forest all accumulate, and that's why you got fires, just like they all do out in California. Well, they said they're old, old forests, just like ours, and they also, it's, this is an extent of what happened in the 1998 uh, uh, ice storm. So a lot of what's yeah. been burning was literally from the, from that from over 25 years ago. But be, but aside for that, what are your thoughts t- today? Because Danny Francis is going to be calling in in any second. I'm surprised you haven't talked about the ruling that came down from the Supreme Court. We've had a lot of rulings in recent days, uh, Duff man. What say you about today's ruling? Uh, now I'm forgetting what they did. To, oh, the uh, the uh, uh, tuition forgiveness has been uh, yeah. has been held back. Yeah, I'm glad they did what they did. I think if you borrowed money. To go to college, then you pay the money back. All right, and now let's. I graduated ju- in 1973, 50 years ago. You know why I didn't go to college, Glenn? Why it's too expensive? Because I didn't have the money. Why right, you didn't so, have the money? I didn't know you could borrow money from the government and not have to pay it back. All right, can if I? Knowing that, I would have went. Can I be the devil? Can I be the devil's advocate? As you know, when you went to college back in the 1920s. Uh, that, uh, you know, despite the fact that everything was relative and that you probably were making minimum wage somewhere around 50 cents a dollar, an hour rather, and I'm being facetious here, but if you've noticed, and they were talking about it today in one of the pundit shows on how the, the cost of a university, not just, not just Princeton, not just uh, Syracuse University, but for that matter, even a state school has gone up exponentially, has gone up amazingly just in the last 20 years, particularly under Barack Obama. So the argument is, Okay, my father spent ten thousand dollars on a state school, uh, state education for four year degree, and I have to spend in excess of one hundred and thirty thousand dollars for the same degree. That's a, right. that's you not a bad argument. No, but you know why it is too. What, why is that? Rate of inflation? Because they know they're going to get the money from the government. They wouldn't be able to charge that if people were paying out of their own pocket. All right, so here's so I got. Relative. It's government interference that causes the, everything to go up. Look at health care. They were going to save us three or $4,000 a year in premium. Where did that go, Glenn? Nobody could have even afford to buy health insurance. All right, so, but does, is that the blame of the students that have the onus of paying uh, uh, big paybacks on their no, student loans? Right. It shouldn't be going to college. You know that, and I know that. There's probably 50% of the people in college that shouldn't be there. <laughs> My kids all went to college. One of them uh, went through the Army, went to college. The other one got scholarships. The other one uh, went for a two-year school, and then he's a contractor now, doing really well. Right, I'm so, sure. I mean, uh, it's all relative. Well, I don't know, but I mean, I think everyone should have a college education. But I, I think there is. I, I oh, listen. Really? But yeah, really? I really do. I do. I see people. I see people with college educations working in uh, in, in direct subs and some of these other places. I agree. You know, well, in Watertown, New York, that's a good job. Smart. Yeah. No, I not, not with a four-year degree. I'm sitting there going, well, I know people with four-year degrees that they can't even compete with somebody in high, that had a high school education when I graduated. Well, well, I agree with that to an extent, but I don't look at it as much as what you do with your degree other than the fact that you get one and that you also uh, get out of your town but wherever you are and you enjoy yourself and you learn life. What good is getting something, Glenn, if it doesn't do you any good? Well, I mean, you don't know that until you try. You know what I mean? What good's, what's, what's good having a, a, a master's degree if you're going to sit and live in your parents' basement playing video games. Well, I mean, you're talking about a new generation of people that have a different sense of things because they were born into the lives 
uh, the, the, I guess you could say the comfort zone of, of, uh, of baby boomer kids, for the lack of a better way of putting it. You know, in other words, they had it a lot easier than we did because we didn't have anything. And our parents had nothing and their parents had nothing. So these right. kids look at it like, and I, again, I say this all the time. The reason why kids are the way they are today, not all of them and not your kids, but overall is because they've had it way much easier, much, much easier than we did. Clearly. Yeah, well, the top, the top billionaires in this country, the top billionaires in this country, probably 90% of them don't have a college education. Well, yeah, I know Bill Gates is one of them, and he likes, he, he, he wish he had a college education so he can uh, start well, hanging I, with 15-year-olds again. Yeah, that's, yeah, geez, I want my kids to have a college education so they can work at direct sub. I'd rather have not have a college education to be where Bill Gates is. Well, I mean, well, I don't know. <laughs> Say that again, uh, Duffman. Say that again. Come on now. Exactly. No, no, no. I got to mock that. That's ridiculous. You would definitely want your son or daughter to be a billionaire, one of the most successful people in the world, despite the fact you don't like him. Right, and he didn't have a and he didn't have a college. He doesn't have a degree. No, neither did Steve Jobs. I want him to have a work ethic so that they know how to make money. I don't think Elon Musk has one either. It's just some phenomenal people that just really didn't need any education. They were born smart. Yeah. Who? Say that again. No, I met the light bulb guy. Oh, Edison. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, college hardly exists. And I bet you Tesla didn't go to college either. So you got a bunch of, you know, genius, genius. But again, you know, college wasn't an accepted way of life for those generations. It is now, certainly in the 20th century. Once the government started paying the the bills or a share of it, you see the the price of tuition. All right, so but this I mean, point, for God's sake, the, the, the tuition when my daughter was going to St. Lawrence was fifty four thousand. Now it's it's like sixty five thousand. Yeah, no, actually, it's more than that. I think a it's year. A, yeah. Oh no, I'm sure St. Lawrence is more. I know Syracuse is eighty eight thousand. Last time I checked, and and last time I checked, it, it wasn't an Ivy League school, so something's wrong there. Because really, Syracuse, to some degree, is the 13th grade. All right, Duff, for some reason or other, the, uh, Joe Stanley hasn't called in yet. So collectively, here's my prediction. The sunny house into the world. By the way, I, t- I tuned in today to see if the view was on. It was a repeat, so I turned it right off. Anything older than three hours, I don't look at. So an old show from early May means nothing. But Sonny Houston and the rest of the liberals, Joy Behar, will say, the Republicans, they're the, uh, the, the, the one thing we don't have is the Supreme Court. It's the one thing we don't have. Look what they're doing. They're destroying us. We can't get a college education. And by the way, yesterday, if you notice, the people that were truly fighting, I might have to go here. It might be Joe Stanley. The people that were truly fighting for this were Asian Americans, and I'm glad they got what they got. And, uh, and now the liberals are really in a bind here, Duffman, because if, here's another thing that I just checked recently. Asian people are people of color, and they represent the minorities. And I tell you what, the liberals are not happy with the Asians after this decision yesterday. I got to go. It might be Joe Stanley, but have a good 4th of July. Weekend. Thank you very much. That's the Duffman. Hi, you're on the air. No, it's not Joe. Okay, that's fine. Sorry. I got to disagree with you and go with uh, the Duff. Uh, not every uh, every kid is uh, college uh, ready, yeah. or even to go to college. They should be taking up different things like carpentry, mm-hmm. electrical, plumbing, uh, work in construction, and that. A lot of kids, I'd say most of the kids that are going to college, they spend a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and they'll never see it back, ever. Mm-hmm. And the you know, unless you've got some specialized thing that you can make a big buck even if you come out and say you made 50 50,000 
Sounds like a lot of money to us. Mm-hmm. But when you're in debt, right. 150 grand right. or more mm-hmm. in a college, those kids will never see it. And Duff was right. The college fees went up when the kids start getting free money. Mm-hmm. I mean, not free money because they're supposed to pay it back, mm-hmm. but they gave them money to go to college, sure. and you are expected to uh, earn enough to get it back. Sure. Most kids don't. No, I know. And they end up in trouble with uh, as far as the money goes. Right. And I, every kid should not go to college. I, I, I really I, think I, you're I agree wrong on that. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I agree to what you said in as far as, but bear in mind, colleges also have industrial arts, too. The very same things that well, you just I mean, mentioned. If you're smart enough to do that, yeah, yeah. I can understand that. But to, most of the kids, Glenn, are going to college and just taking subjects to be in college, hmm. you know, and have fun, party, and just get through. I don't but see any problem But when they get out, <laughs> the degree means nothing. Wow. Not a thing. Hmm. You know, uh, you can still go to work for 15, 18 bucks an hour. Sure. But you've already spent thousands of dollars. Hey, at least so you got I laid. The kids today have got to really sit down and say, "Is you know, should I spend 100000 bucks? What have I got to look forward to? What's my career? Can I make that bad? Mm-hmm. Most kids can't. Well, now, I'm, my thought on Jason. Yeah, yeah. He means well for the city. Yeah, he really course. does. Sure. And but I don't think he should be uh, running anymore. Right. What I'd like to see him do is that keep going to the city council meeting mm-hmm. and be an advocate for the taxpayers of Watertown. As far as him winning anything, it's not going to happen. Hmm. And you know, he's got a big heart. Yeah. And I respect him for that. But I think he should go a different way, and uh, don't waste his time and effort. Um, just you know, that's that's how I feel about it. He no, sounds I'm, like a real good guy. He is a good guy and stuff. But I think he's going the wrong way on this. Thanks, no. bud. All right, thank you very much. All right, let's do a break. You're listening to the Live at Five show on a Sunday, the last day of June of 2023. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back right now. Apparently, what was that all about? Do 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 do. Do, do, let's see if I got this one right. Roof looking older than contracting. The people who call you back. All right, welcome back. Uh, we got 20 minutes left before the end of today's show, the end of this week. And just looking at the headlines on News Junkie, I just want to thank News Junkie once again for providing uh, at least three links to yesterday's show with uh, Alex Morger. Uh, and uh, he is, of course, the mayor of Sackett's Harbor. And we talked about a lot of things, not just, you know, his issues with the uh, uh, with the, the voting process and his petitions and whatnot, getting knocked off the the ballot to, you know, to seek re-election, which is unprecedented in itself. But we talked about a lot of things. And uh, a, a young guy with uh, just, incre- you know, I talked, and did, you know, before and after the show, and he's he's, he's embarked upon a lot of business deals. Uh, it's amazing what, what a young guy like Alex can do. And also piss people off in sackets. <laughs> in other words, he's got a lot of, you know, he's a businessman uh, and he's got properties. He's got a lot of things here and there up in St. Lawrence County. He, he was involved with something down in Syracuse. He uh, established himself. Uh, you know, what he mentioned yesterday about he got a property from, uh, I believe, one of his, empl- uh, check that, his relatives in sackets. And that's what brought him back to sackets. Then he got involved in politics. And I think, in, in, in short, that, um, 
you know, he, he was the enigma that they didn't know was coming to an established town that was set in their ways. So without going beyond that, Alex was the type of guy that, you know, likes to get things done. And, you know, Robert uh, Kennedy, uh, Robert Kennedy Sr., not to be confused with RFK Jr., who is trying to run for president, said, uh, always give something to someone who's busy because busy people know how to get things done. And I think that really exemplifies Alex Morgia. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, do you think Joe's going to call in? No, nah, don't worry about it, Danny. I waited. I waited. I knew you were going to call in. So, all right, I'm give us the scoop. Call, I'm going to call in since you mentioned the topic in my name, but I'm not going to talk about the uh, student debt relief. All right, that doesn't matter. I don't care I'm either. I'm going to talk about the other case that was uh, ruled at the Supreme Court by a 6-3 decision. Yesterday, yes. The website designers uh, case. Oh, that, that just came. Oh, well, uh, tell us. This is fresh off the, off the press. What happened? It was fake case. What, 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 what did you say? Well, here, here, let me give you the background. Yeah. The same wedding cake she, uh, a website was to be designed for uh, two men, one named Stuart and one named Mike. Okay. And she, she didn't want to do it. Right. But it was presumptuous. How so was it? Stuart was found out later that his name was the one on the farm to, quote, marry Mike. Okay. And he said, this is a quote, I'm a man married to a woman with a child. If someone pulled my information as some kind of supporting information or documentation, somebody's falsified it. I wouldn't want anyone to make me a wedding website. Why would I? I'm really not sure where that came from, but somebody's using false information in a Supreme Court filing document. This got to the Supreme Court, and one of them you're saying was a woman? No, it was, it was the woman is the creative designer, the website. Right. Website okay. In Colorado. Yeah, okay. And this is this is similar to a case where a guy refused to do a cake. A farm, she had a farm to create a website for a same-sex wedding of two men, Stuart and Mike. Okay. Mike's name later was printed because it was a Supreme Court case, and this is where his quote came from. It wasn't me. I'm married. I've got a child. Why would I? So it was it was a presumptive case, hmm. which the Supreme Court should not be ruling on anything that's presumptive. Yeah, that for the most part didn't happen. That's exactly right. <laughs> This so is this a farce. Some blowback on this one. Uh, this is embarrassing. Don't you? Don't you say? It's more than embarrassing. It's downright stupid. How did this get to? They ran this up the up the flagpole all the way to the Supreme Court, and they just realized it was it wasn't even real. Well, they, it, it came out today after the ruling, so I think they're going to have to reverse themselves. Oh my God! This is this is worse than Frank Pantangeline. Well, that's why this Supreme Court's uh, uh, approval rating right now is hovering right around thirty percent. Well, of course, Danny, and that's my next point. So, what do you guys do? And I know you don't like when I refer to it that way, but what does Chuck Schumer do next to stack the court to make sure that well, something I, I like this doesn't go, happen again? I don't again? want to see a stacked court. They've tried that in the past. We had the courts had fifteen people, twelve people, ten people, down to the nine for what the last. 60 years or whatever it is. I don't know what it'll Yeah, well, okay, regardless of history. I would not want to see stacking. All right, well, I mean... Matter, it, of, fact, matter of fact, FDR got shot down for trying to stack the court. All right, well, at this point, honestly, and I'm going to be very honest with you, Dan, I am always honest with you, it doesn't matter. The stack court issue doesn't matter. That's why as long as they can continue with Biden and Kamala Harris and then Kamala Harris in 2028, eventually, you know, t- Thomas, you know, these guys are going to die. And eventually they don't need to stack the court. They could just fill them up with side of my ears for the rest of our existence. Well, that's what happened with Donald Trump got three appointees. Yeah, that was unprecedented. And by the way, when was the last time a one-term president had 
three appointees to the to, to the Supreme Court. I don't know the answer. I shouldn't ask a question. I, I don't know. Probably, but I'm going to say it probably never happened before. I, I would think it goes back to either possibly FDR. Well, no, but he, FDR wasn't a one-term president, but I see what you're saying. He, no, no, he, no, I mean, the last time one president had, had three appointees during his term. So George H. Bush, I think, was the president at the time when Clarence Thomas was sworn in, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Clarence Thomas, and after that was uh, uh, Chief Justice himself. Uh, right. Before that was uh, from Texas, uh, the lady. All right, so, that, so then H. Bush might have had two appointees, but yeah, two. Tr- Trump? I, I think, yeah. But anyway... Uh, both one-term presidents. Unprecedented in itself, pardon the pun, but Donald Trump, people curse Donald Trump each and every day because they can't stand him. They don't want him back. They want him in jail or worse. And you know where I'm going with that, Danny. Well, uh, it's not that we want him in jail. He's caused himself to be able to be an indicted. 37 cases right now, 71 total, 71 total federal indictments between New York State uh, and, and this thing in Miami with the documents. 71 indictments. It's not the matter we want him in jail. He, he deserves to go there because of the crimes he's committed. So, so Danny, I mean, I, mean it's, I know it's very difficult for you to put Donald Trump aside after certainly what you just said, but you got to admit, I mean, with the findings, of course, with, and please don't say it's just his son because the association between Hunter Biden and the big guy being the pres- vice president at the time, now president, wouldn't you say that if you put it on a scale of the thing, the indictments against uh, Donald Trump. I'm looking at a scale right now. I'm balancing my act in front of me, my hands. And Donald Trump, used to, you know, yours is way down here. It's a bunch of bricks on Donald Trump. He should be in jail. Certainly not be president. And then on the other side, it, you know, you, you start adding up all these, all these other things: bribery, uh, you know, th- things with Ukraine, and you know, the big guy, and and of course, who could forget Taylor? Uh, what's her name? Taylor, uh, Tara Reid in the early '90s. It, it's pretty darn. You know what? It starts to outweigh Donald Trump. We know that your side of the political coin has the luxury of legacy media and big tech behind them, and that's why you bring up all these indictments. Where in the meantime, uh, we know nothing about the, uh, uh, Joe Biden and, and all his well, wrongdoings. You know, we, I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because uh, there were some headlines today. I, just, I, I lost the link I had to it, and I was going to talk about that. Uh, that's all falling apart, too. All right, so here's the, the thing. The whistleblower thing and the, uh, the, 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 uh, the tapes and what have you. Uh, regarding All right. Let me let me let me just let me just cover the. Bi- he's going. He's ready to take his penalty punishment. Who? Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. Yeah. What? What? Are they going to take his driver's license away for six months? I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, Danny, you know darn well nothens going to happen. Nothing happened to Andrew McCabe. Nothing happened to well, Comey. He'll be on probation. That's one of the. Oh, that's come, that's Danny, stop, stop, stop. Years, stop. So he'd have to be very careful, otherwise he'd be in the. Street. All right. So let just bear with me here, okay? Because it's the year 2019. The primary seat, you know, everyone's gearing up to to get Trump out of office on the Democratic side. You have Kubitschow from whatever her name is from uh, Minnesota. You have Kamala Harris out in the West. You have scores of other people. You have Booker down in Jersey. You, you, you had as many people running for uh, president on the Democratic side as you have now for the for the Republicans. And all of a sudden they said, oh, geez, none of this is working. We're not going to beat Donald Trump. We've got to get Joe Biden in here. Joe Biden says, look. My son was just caught with his pants down. He left a computer at some place in Delaware in our home t- home state, and they just discovered all this. Look, I am I am I am broken right now. I if this if I run for president right now, this will bury me. So Joe, don't worry. 
You're the only one that can beat Donald Trump right now because of your association to Washington politics for so many friggin' years, plus you're the vice president under uh, Barack Obama, the second black president of the United States after Bill Clinton. And he says, okay, if, if I run, because I, I didn't run in 2016, Hillary Clinton did, she's supposed to be running for her second term. Uh, if, if I run, you gotta have my back. We have your back, Joe. Anything about Hunter Biden that comes up, we'll just squash it. And would you would you agree that's a good assessment of what happened and how Joe Biden became president of the United States? I would not agree with what you just said at all. That's pure speculation. Yeah, wow, that's incredible. It's well, amazing. No, it's not incredible. I'm trying to base it on facts and the truth and what's out there with the evidence. You know, you can say this proof of something happened. Yeah, it may be proof that there's a body laying there and there's a smoking gun, but that's not the evidence of who pulled the trigger. There's a difference right there. Danny, you, you, you should have been an attorney, and you and Jim Levin came from the I same stock. I law courses, by the way. Uh, well, it's, it's, uh, it's obvious. Uh, it's, it's, it's very obvious. And I but, didn't go very far because I ran out of VA money. By, oh, you're like the Duff Man. By the way, my assessment, what I just said, regardless of how you feel it's completely false, is spot on. There are people nodding their heads. Glenn is so right. He's my God. Glenn is on top of stuff. <laughs> Not getting men anywhere, but you know what the hell. I am correct, Danny. I'm sorry to disagree with well, you. I'll, I'll let you go. Maybe somebody else wants to call in the last ten minutes. But anyway, uh, Happy Fourth of July coming up, America. Two hundred forty-seven years old. We don't look a year older older than one. No, we don't look any older than Dick Clark, and he's and dead. Also, uh, July the first is my anniversary of when I joined the Marine Corps. Well, then, simplify, uh, Danny. 64 years ago. Oh, fantastic. That's awesome. That's a great That's a great uh, thing to say and a, a great anniversary indeed. Have a happy 4th of July weekend, Danny. Same to you and everybody else in the audience. Awesome. All right. Th- thank you very much. Well, there you go. It's always a spirited discussion with Danny Francis. I love it when Danny calls in. There's a couple people that call in on the Hotline Show. Danny's one of them. Not so much Danny. Uh, and Jeff Graham gives him some leeway. But when SG calls in, and, and Lefty, if you're listening, when Lefty calls in, <laughs> Jeff has that tone of voice, like, uh, like, hi, you're on the hotline, and then left is, hi, Jeff, it's, uh, I don't, I don't even know how he refers to him anymore. It's, uh, it's extrovert. Oh yeah, what's up? <laughs> or of course, when SG calls in, hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, dog park guy. I thought you were gonna leave. <laughs> hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn, how you doing? It's uh, the blind man. Yeah, not by uh, radio anywhere, but uh, so I don't know what you're talking about 100%. I did hear Jason slightly. Yeah. But uh, here's what I want to um, Alexa lower it. Sorry, I had to yell at my girlfriend. But uh, hmm. but anyhow, um, this is why I see uh, when you, you're getting a uh, north side, some callers and uh, SG and some other people. You know, normally in the Democrat, and when they're supporting the doctor, okay? Right. And they're supporting Hickey. I believe they want the Gang of Three to continue. Uh, you know, I'm telling you, Tim is so, um, Tim, not for nothing, but I think you've become obsessed with Dr. Kimball becoming a part of a new Gang of Three. You're yeah, obsessed. I I, I, yeah, I, I am. You know why? Because well, here's the scenario. This is how crucial it is, listeners out there. Let's say Lisa Ruggiero wins the mayor's seat. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's say Dr. Kimball wins and 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 Sean wins. Okay. Right. Who do you think is going to fill Sarah's seat? Uh, it's going to well based on the uh, on the primaries. Well, you mentioned uh, Sean. Well, are you going after that scenario that we debunked a couple weeks ago? No. No. Here's the scenario. Lisa Ruggiero wins the mayor's seat. Yeah. 
Dr. Kimball wins. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Spaziani. Spaziani. It, it's it's going to be only one guy against the other three, and they're going to plant another Democrat in the gang of four now. Right. It could end up to be, because that's an open seat, and who's going to appoint it? Lisa Ruggiero, Cliff Only, and the doctor. Right. Okay? Right. Period. Well, and Ben, so, yeah. That, that's a very, very big concern of mine. When you have callers on the north side, SG. And SG's not on the north side. Uh, the um, the um, city council should be kept the same way, stay to course, and keep spending the foolish money on everything, and, and you don't have to answer to nobody. Hmm. They say stay the course, okay? These are what these people are saying. And when they're saying stay the course, beware that they're voting for somebody that they believe is going to All right, so, but Tim, course, Tim, which is Dr. Kimball. All right, yeah. so, Tim, one, one thing. Your, your whole configuration is based on, the, on this whole hypothetical premise that uh, Lisa Ruggiero becomes mayor of, of, of Watertown. Is that correct? All right, well, yeah, well, here, no, let's back up. Let's say, say that, that's, the, that's the worst scenario. Okay. Let's say Sarah wins, All right. okay? Mm-hmm. And Dr. Kimball. Okay. He takes Hickey's spot. Okay. Uh, Dr. Kimball and Ben Schoen. Right. Okay. Right. So um, hmm. now you still got. Um, no, you're wrong. It's still it's three. It's the reverse three against two. Not not three against two. All you have is Ben Schoen yeah. and Sarah. Sarah. And then you got Dr. Kimball and Cliff and Lisa. Okay. So you still have a gang of three. Jeez. All right. Maybe he's Even right. If Sarah wins. And Ben wins. Right. Dr. Kimball wins. You still, in my mind, have a gang of three with Dr. Kimball. Lisa Rizzo is back to her seat. Right. And Cliff only. The hmm. course does not change. Wow. In that aspect. Wow. So can I just say and one so thing? Let me. Yeah. Wait, one thing, Glenn. Let me let me finish, please. Because I go for the guarantee thing. I don't gamble. And Ben shown, right? And Babcock there. Right. That's not a gamble. Hmm. With those two boys, because they will tell you up front hmm. who they stand for, and they don't like th- what was happening, and they want to change course. There hmm. you go. I go for the sure bet. And let me tell you one other thing: you uh, candidates that ran out there should be ashamed about trying to take votes away. Put signs in your yard because this is a crucial turning point for Watertown, whether it might go sunk because of the uh, uncontrolled spending. All right, go ahead, Glenn. You got your floor. Right, one, one, one thing I would like to say to Tim. Tim, you're such an advocate. I mean, the way you just laid it out, you know, you got my attention, and I understand that even with the worst case or, or not so worst case scenario, in your eyes, as far as Lisa, if she wins or not, even if she loses, you're suggesting that the gang of three still exists. Okay, so this is what this is what you need to do. You need to reach out to the other guy that made the next cut. That's going to be on the ballot in November. And that, of course, you have to be the campaign manager or assistant to Timothy Babcock. Well, that's my first step right here to say to the other candidates, if you are concerned about the gang of three, then you should get behind Mr. Babcock and do everything you can to get him up, uh, get Ben shown ahead of, um, you know, the doctor and Mr. Babcock. And then, and then you have a guaranteed blockage right. on that on that city council. There you go. Right, That's right, the right. The only and way it's going to happen, and 
the other candidates should get behind Mr. Babcock and try to do everything they can to help him hmm. uh, catapult him above this situation. Right. Well, I mean, Ben Schoen in his own ad is looking for, for people that reached, you know, that were supporting uh, the people that didn't make it to the next list. So, um, you know, uh, uh, Tim well, should be ben doing Schoen the same thing. Only 15, 20 votes off. Well, whatever. I mean, Still, it's, it's crucial. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it is. But, uh, and, and I said this on, uh, on the Jeff. mayor's show and said it to you. Democrats will always vote for their Democrats. Right. They will hardly vote for Republicans, but Republicans will vote for Democrats. Republicans have to wake up and smell the coffee right. that this is a sweet-talking guy, but ultimately he'll vote for Joe Biden again, no matter if Joe's in a coma. Wow. This geez. doctor will vote for him. Now, let me get... Let me, that say about well, no, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What, what, what if Dr. Kimball came up with, with uh, some means of restoring your eyesight? Would you authorize him to do that? Yeah, that has okay. nothing to do with Democrat or Republican. So that'd be kind of funny. It's like, Doc, I love what you do. You gave me my eyesight, but well, I'm still I, not voting just, for you. I'm just saying, he's not a bad guy. Right. He's just slant to the left, and, and, and he's been... He's been, um, uh, I guess, trained that way in the Democratic thinking ability right. to, to lean that way. And, um, and and we're trying to stay conservative to, to be honest about issues. Right. So that's that's how it is. Listeners better wake up because it still could be the gang of three. Right. It could possibly be the gang of four. Wow. Jeez. Boy, this, I'm depressed. I, I woke up in such a good mood before I talked to Tim today. Thanks a lot, Tim. Uh, let me tell you. Let me tell you some good news. Okay. Yeah. Party yeah. on the square. Yeah. Good party in the square. Tonight, yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Let's Don't get hit by a car. Hang out. You know. Have a nice diet soda. Listen to music. Right. And let the world just fade away. And diet soda. Stuff, but I want to make you know. Right. I'm going to hang out with Aaron hey, Clemens and tip some cocktails. Weekend, All right. Thanks, Tim. Have a good fourth. Yeah, you too. Wow, bye. Tim on fire. Hi, the last call of the day. Talking me right into Dr. Kimball right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you were with Kimball all along. But, but uh, yeah, no, I had no idea until these guys started telling how how bad he was. But, I mean, those people, ran, those three, they ran on putting the pool in. They put the pool in. The chance for the golf course came up. And I don't know who doesn't agree that it's a good idea to have that whole park won. So, like, I, this crazy spending going on, I don't, I don't see that as some of a big game plan for the future. <laughs> I mean, they did what they, they did. and I got to admit, Tim comes up with some, I mean, you know, I was like, Tim, relax, calm down. And the more I listen to him, he said, no, but wait, now, what if Lisa doesn't win? I'm like, well, if she doesn't win, then it goes in the opposite. No, it doesn't. I'm like, holy mackerel, Tim is right. <laughs> He's, Have you he's, heard of one thing that the city's planning on doing farther than these? I haven't heard anybody suggest even that they're going to do any huge projects. This was it, you know. I mean, projects. I can't even get around town. Everywhere I go, there's no well, curbs well, yeah, anymore. Well, that's because of the infrastructure package. They, there's so there's too much. They can't get enough work done. They, there's not enough pavers in the area to to get every all the money that's uh, available. Uh, to uh, get don't listen. Done. Do yourself a favor. Avoid Academy Street forever. Because it is the it's, you it, I, especially if you have a new car, don't drive on our Academy Street. It is a mess. I can't believe I even try it every now and then. But uh, SG, have a good Fourth of July. I gotta go. You too. All right, that's SG. Whew, what a week! What a great week indeed. We had the primaries. We had the the pivot lady. We had Alex yesterday, and uh, great discussions once again on a Friday. Happy Fourth of July weekend. We won't see you till Wednesday. AM twelve forty WE ten. What that makes this legal? Up next, CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com.
I'm Wendy Gillette in New York. President Biden addressed reporters after the Supreme Court blocked his plan to forgive some student loans. I believe the court's decision to strike down my student debt relief program was a mistake. But he says he has a new plan. At the White House, the president said he will, quote, use every tool in our disposal to help student loan borrowers. I'm announcing today a new path.